Okay, we've been doing a little series about animals in the Bible and following through the poetry writing some of the uh, comparison of human experience with animals. We've done eagles and horses and birds and ants and all sorts of stuff. And we're going to look at another one today that's pretty popular through the Bible, and that's sheep. Sheep is a common theme throughout the Bible. And uh, we start with Isaiah, pretty famous passage here, Isaiah chapter 53. One of the great passages of Isaiah. He was a wonderful poet. And he wrote this verse in Isaiah 53 that I'm sure you're familiar with. <clears throat> Isaiah 53, verse 6. Talk about sheep. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, my experience with sheep is limited, and I'm glad for that. I, I, I don't want anything to do with sheep. Uh, my grandchildren showed sheep at the fair. And so we spent several days over there visiting and watching them show sheep in the fair. And they, they used to say in the cartoon, sheep is the stupidest people I ever met. <laughs> and I, uh, it was amazing to me. <clears throat> they came, they brought their sheep in a trailer, and there's a, there's a hill that goes up, and then the barn is where they keep the sheep. If you've been there, you probably know where I'm talking about. It's over at the fairgrounds here in Knowlesville. And there's just a little uh, incline up until so you pull your trailer there and you take your animals up the little hill to the door and then you put them in the pens wherever they belong. And so they're taking the sheep out. So <laughs> Kevin, he's got one and Heidi's got a sheep and they're trying to go up the hill. It's just right there. It's not much of a hill really, but just go through that door, maybe 10 feet to the door. Yeah, they just stand, we're going go. So they flopped over on their side. Now they're laying there. We're not going. There's Kevin. He's got one. He's dragging it up the hill, shoving it in the barn. I said, man, that sheep is dumb. Next one, same thing. Flop right over on their side, laying there. Drag him up the hill, put him in the barn. I said, they couldn't be any dumber. So Eli, he was about this big, and the sheep was that big, too. He took his turn. He grabbed the sheep, walked right up the hill, and I'm too, walked right up. I said, you can't figure them out. They don't make any sense. It's like they got no brains. And so sheep, I guess, are famous um, because they are like that. And here, he's calling humans sheep in that they have a tendency, a tendency to wander. 
That's why there's such a thing as a shepherd, because he has to keep hold of the sheep, because they're prone to wander. They got a tendency to wander. And so here he says, we're just kind of like sheep. We are tendency, have a tendency, or we are prone to wander. Remember the old song we sing, right? Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above, or try to get me, hang on to me, God, so I don't wander. I'm bound to wander. There's a tendency in me to wander away from God. And he said, now, every one of us has wandered away from sheep, from God. We've all gone astray. We have turned every one, it says, to his own way. We've got our own mind. This is what we want to do. We're prone to wander. And uh, <clears throat> we need constant tending. And so God, in the Bible, uses sheep in their tendency to wander, tendency to just go off, do whatever. And he says here that despite the tendency, the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now I gotta tell you, uh, if you ask me for advice and I give it to you and you ignore it, then I probably won't listen to you next time you come. <laughs> I had this young couple I knew, and they said, we really need some advice. I said, sure, come on, we'll talk. So we sat down, we talked, and they told me their situation, and I said, well, you know, you gotta get out of that situation, because it's not a good one, and so maybe you should get a new job at that time, that's what it was, get another job. They got another job, worked for a week, quit, went back to the old thing. So, oh, okay, that's what you want. So they came to me again and said, we, we need some advice. Okay, all right. They sat down and they asked what I thought and I told them. And they went out and they did the opposite. It's okay. So they came to me about a year later and said, we need some advice. I said, I ain't got any. I got nothing to say. I don't know what to say to you. You don't pay attention. Well, I said, I, I, I got no advice. I got nothing to say. And when I tell you my advice, you do the opposite after a while, right? You keep coming, give me more, give me more. I got no more. That's me. Okay? God, it says, we, we've gone astray. We've wandered from him. We've ignored his guidance. And we've gone against what he's told us to do. We wander and we go astray. It said it didn't matter that we had the tendency to wander. We had the tendency not to take advice. He still took all of our sins and laid it on Jesus. All we like sheep had gone astray. Just went and did what we wanted. And God said, I'll take their sins, even when they're contrary and stupid like a sheep. I take their sins and lay it on Jesus. So it's a wonderful thing what he's trying to say that though we're the kind that you got to drag up the hill and lay on our side, I'm going to drag you along. God says, I still love them enough to die for them. Isn't that a good thing? Psalm 119, we have one that goes along with this. Psalm 119. Verse 176, that's the longest 
chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. This is right at the end of it, right at the end of it, verse 176. David writes, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant. I did like a sheep, wandered off. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. That's an interesting thing. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. When I was little, I was told you're gonna, memory, you're gonna have memory verses. Not just in Sunday school by her mom, although we had them there, but mom at home, so you're, <laughs> you're gonna learn those verses. And it's funny how when I was wandering from God, they were in my head. They were there. They put them there when I was little. When I was wandering from God, these verses would come to my mind that I'd remember, and I'd think to myself, you know better, you know better. And that's what he says here. I wandered from God, I had my commandments, and they helped me to return. So it's a valuable thing, because we are prone to wander, to take children and do what we just did there and take them to the class and let them learn over there and down in the basement, wherever they are learning, because we have a tendency to wander like a sheep. So that's one of the applications, and one of the most famous applications have to do with sheep. Now, here's one, Psalm 45. Psalm 45. And this one is really... unusual. The reason I love to read the Bible is because God allows us to be stupid like sheep. Uh, he puts us, puts up with us and sometimes, look, sometimes you just feel bad. Right? And once in a while I meet Christians going, oh, I'm happy all the time, happy all the time. I think, well, you checked out a reality somewhere because I'm not happy all the time. I'm not happy. I want to be joyful. I want to be happy in God, but I want to tell you that I'm not all the time. And uh, here's a psalm that deals with that, and it mentions sheep. So let's look at the uh, two verses that mention sheep, and then we'll explain what the psalm is about. Uh, I got the wrong one here. Yeah, Psalm 44, I'm sorry, Psalm 44. Verse 11. Thou hast given us like sheep appointed for meat, and hast scattered us among the heathen. And now to verse 22. Yea, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. There are some animals that are raised for meat. That's the purpose of them. We raise them so we can eat them. Now, there's some animals you raise to have more animals, to produce and to have more animals. But there are some animals, the only reason we're raising them is because we're going to eat them. All right? That's the purpose of their life. And he says, we're like sheep going to the slaughter. 
Where are we all going? We're not going anywhere. We're, we're living for the moment of dying. And in this psalm is sort of a, a complaint. He says, we feel like sheep for slaughter. We don't seem to have a purpose. We're really feeling bad. We feel like uh, it's sheep for the slaughter. Uh, look at verse 1. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days and in the times of old. We heard, God, how you used to help us. We heard the stories told in the past how God did things for us and how you used to help us. And then verse 9, but thou hast cast off, put us to shame, and goest not forth with our armies. We feel abandoned. We feel abandoned by God. And we wonder what our life is like. What is it worth if we're just like a sheep to raisin to eat? No purpose other than they're going to kill us, take us to the slaughterhouse. So we feel very abandoned by God. God used to help people, and he's not helping us. So we feel like sheep to the slaughter. Now, verse 20 is really the important verse. If we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of our heart. There's a question to God. Will you look inside of me and check me and see where I'm at? Because maybe I've forgotten God, maybe I've ignored God, and so you need to look at me very closely. And the psalmist writes this quite often. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And the psalmist says here, check me. Will you please check my heart? See if there's something wrong inside. And he says, I feel abandoned. It may be my fault. And so I want you to check and see if I've done wrong. Then verse 26, arise for our help and redeem us by thy mercy's sake. Help us. So it's a prayer to God. I need help. I feel abandoned. And when I look at my life, I feel like one of these sheep there's no purpose in life other than to kill us. What's the reason I live? To go to the slaughterhouse and die. So I feel like God has abandoned me. Check me inside. Make sure it's not me, but help us. And sometimes, to be perfectly honest about life, we got to say, God, I don't know what to do. Everybody's... This is pretty common now. Everybody's asking me, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't figure it out till the day we got to do it, what we got to do. Well, aren't you going to? I don't know what I'm going to do. And I have to go to God and say, I don't know what to do. 
In the past, it was easier, see, because you knew what was coming. We could kind of figure it out. Yeah, I know what to do. Now I got to say to God all the time, I don't know what to do. Help me. I do not know what to do or where to go. And so God gives us, it's amazing where people make little comment to me and they don't think anything about it and it sticks in my head. And I think, that's what I got to do. You know, my wife says, why don't you use the TV? I said, what TV? What are you talking about? Yeah, TVs. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know what to do. A little thought gets stuck in my head. Somebody told me way, way back, and they didn't even tell me. They told my wife. So why don't we have church under the trees? I never thought of that. You know, because I don't know what to do all the time. God sends little messages. He's going to help us to know what to do. But don't be surprised that once in a while you do feel abandoned by God. you got to say, I need help. What's the purpose of life? I feel like a sheep just for no reason than going to slaughter. He said, that's okay. He said, pay attention, all right? I'll get you there. I will help you. But don't be surprised if sometimes you really scratch your head. I don't know what to do. All right. Uh, Luke chapter 15 Jesus commonly uses sheep. Quite a few places he mentions sheep. And this is one of the stories that he tells that has a lot of <coughs> good meanings <coughs> for sheep. Luke chapter 15 and verse 3. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost till he find it. When he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Finding a lost sheep makes God really happy. And they're so happy, he says, that up in heaven, when one person comes, one person decides, you know what, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to turn around and live a new life. Up in heaven, he said, they're having a time of their life. They're, hey, we found the lost one today. Yeah, but we got a whole church full of, no, no, it's the lost one that makes them happy. And so it's God's searching heart looking for everyone. And we sing this song, there were 99 that safely lay in the shelter of the fold. One was out on the hills away, far off from the gates of gold, uh, and the shepherd goes looking for it, and the song says, none of the ransomed ever knew how deep were the waters cross, nor how dark was the night that the Lord went through ere he found his sheep that was lost. You don't know what Jesus paid to find you. You don't know what it cost him. You, none of the ransom ever knew 
Lord, whence are thy hands so rent and torn? Lord, what are those blood drops on the way that mark out the mountain's path? They were shed for one who had gone astray, ere the shepherd could bring him back. Lord, whence are thy hands so rent and torn? They're pierced tonight by many a thorn. Jesus Christ suffered greatly, more than you ever can know, for us to find us. And then when he finds us, there's a lot of happiness. He spreads it around in heaven. I'd love to be there when that message came up. Wouldn't you? You'd love to be there, have these angels all say, hey, glory to God, praise God. Uh, nothing fake about it, very real. So finding the lost sheep is a lesson of a sheep that's a positive one. Now here's another one that is coming up for us in this season of the year. We are in October. Next month is November. Psalm 144. You're going to like this one. I like it. I get annoyed. <laughs> I get annoyed with TV real easy lately. All right. Uh, it's just, well, I mean, I, I just, there's a switch. You can turn it off. You don't have to hear it. I, I, I do that. But there are Christian stations, and you turn on some of these, and they're saying, send your money to us, and God will bless you. I'm so sick of hearing that, I could just, Punch them guys. Well, shut up, will you? What's the matter with you? Send your money to you? You know, and that's going to do it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, plant your seed and plant it in our pocket. And then God will bless you greatly. No. No. no here's the, more to the fact. God will bless you. He can bless you. All right, and somebody begging for your money and going to shove it in their pocket ain't the way it happens. But this is a psalm to show just how much God can bless you. And I like the way it puts it. So Psalm 144, verse 12. These are the blessings of God given to us. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones, polished after the similitude of a palace. All right, and so our sons grow tall and strong and become useful, and our daughters are stable. All right, that our garners may be full, that's our barns where we store things, affording all manner of store that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That's a lot of sheep. And he said, not just thousands, and that would be a lot, right? Ten thousand, ten times more than a thousand, ten thousand. How would you like God to bless you so you got a thousand sheep? He said, that's a lot. Yeah, he said, I'll do ten times more than that. Ten times more than that. 
10,000 sheep. Verse 14, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that the oxen <laughs> doesn't wander around, he stays and works, and works hard, and that there be no complaining in our streets. Whoa, there we go. Now we got down to thanksgiving. Say, well, God bless you. He blesses your family. He's going to make your family grow up like they ought to. He's going to bless your garners. He's going to fill your barns so you get ten times more than you think you should. The labor of the oxen will be there. And he says, here's what we want to hear. No complaining in the street. <laughs> so that's the habit we've got to get rid of. Verse 15, happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose Lord, whose God is the Lord. All right, and so fully blessed people. Not just thousands, ten thousands, ten times more than we deserve. Overwhelming blessing coming from God. And there's one thing that's got to go. No complaining. Thanksgiving's coming. This is a great Thanksgiving passage. I'm going to count your blessings, name them one by one, and watch them add up, watch them add up. And sometimes I'm overwhelmed. I can't, I think, God, stop. I, said, I got more than I need. I got more than enough. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't know, I can't take it all in. Thank you, God, for being so generous to me. Uh, and so he says, when... God is pouring out these things that we love and desire, our family prospering, our garners full, our work getting done. He says, a happy people you'll never hear complaining from them. That's a little bit about sheep uh, that God wants to bless. So we got the tendency to wander. Sometimes we feel abandoned. We learn from sheep. And then God loves to find a lost sheep. And then the last one, a blessing counted in sheep. 10,000 more than you ever thought you could have. More than you deserve. Guaranteeing, we should hope, that there'll be no more complaining from us. Good thing to tell God. I'm not going to complain anymore. Tell him that. And then keep your word. All right, that's a little about sheep. We'll go watch some more animals next week. Thank you.